Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. It's common to dismiss Hollywood's reliance on story cliches as hopelessly reductive and old-fashioned. Boy meets girl, opposites attract, the fish out of water, only you, Dick Daring. Who wants to see them anymore? Really, what we should do is hand the job over to talented writers. They're the professionals, after all. But, as another cliché goes, nobody knows anything, least of all the so-called talented writers. Let me offer some examples. Get rid of your gum. All right. I don't believe you did that. You're going to be spending an obscene amount of money in here. So we're going to need a lot more help sucking up to us, because that's what we really like. Oh. You understand that? Sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city, for that matter. It's Pretty Woman, one of the biggest hits of the 90s. But it nearly wasn't. The producers hawked it all over Hollywood, but all the studios balked at the ending. The writers couldn't imagine gorgeous sex worker Vivian and endearing billionaire Edward, yes, it is a work of fiction, staying together, so they threw her under a bus. Tears all round. What the hell is wrong with you this week? You fall in love with him, but I not teach you anything. Look, I'm not stupid, OK? I'm... I'm not in love with them. They can find you an apartment and get you a car. I want more. I want the fairy tale. I think you are a very special woman. And no interest anywhere until finally the Disney studios said, would it hurt to have a happy ending? Well, let the record show that it didn't. But the point I'm making is, until then, it had never occurred to the professionals who wrote it. Similarly, the case of another all-time favourite, Groundhog Day. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. It was always a tricksy bit of high concept, but originally it opened about half an hour into the current story. Cynical weatherman Phil had been stuck in Groundhog Day for ages already, thus leaving any potential audiences bewildered from the start and probably walking out. To quote the Disney people, would it hurt to prepare the audience beforehand? I'm reliving the same day over and over. Phil! Ned Ryerson! Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again? The most egregious example of a wayward genius making a mess of his own script is a classic courtroom drama called The Verdict, starring Paul Newman as a washed-up lawyer. His name is Frank Galvin. Four cases in the last three years. He's lost them all. He drinks. This man's scared to death to go to court. Frankie, listen to me because I'm done with you. I got you a good case. It's a moneymaker. He's handed a can't-win case, but somehow he's inspired to try harder to put the work in against all odds. The odds, incidentally, are played by James Mason and Charlotte Rampling, which is why it's one of my favourite films with one of the great endings. It's a generous offer, Mr Galvin. I just heard someone offer you 200 grand. 
When I walk out that door, the offer is withdrawn. What are you, nuts? I can win it. I can win this case. Except it nearly wasn't, thanks to writer David Mamet. He ended the script at the moment the jury goes out to make a decision. No ending. It wasn't until the producers put a gun to his head yelling, it's called the verdict, Dave, so there's got to be one. Pushing into court five days early, I lose my star witness and I can't get a continuance and I don't care. I'm going up there, I'm going to try it, I'm going to let the jury decide. All right. What I'm saying is that genius writers are just as capable of flying in the face of what audiences want as idiot studio bosses. Well, this week, three films based on some pretty well-worn story ideas. A French film is a variation of every Don't Let the Nazis Find You film, from Anne Frank to Jojo Rabbit. You know what I am? Sick. A Jew. Gesundheit. That was intense. What am I going to do? No idea. If I tell on you, you'll be in big trouble. To be fair, Farewell Mr. Hathman takes this idea and runs with it. And in a way, so does an Idris Elba thriller called Beast. It's essentially Jaws on dry land. Bad fish. But I'll catch him and kill him. Did you hear your father out of the water now? This shark... Swallow you whole. You're going to need a bigger boat. Well, this time it's a rogue lion rather than a territorial shark, but Beast still defies logic and credibility extremely successfully, and to hell with the critics. And I suppose you could say the same thing about an Australian feel-good movie called A Stitch in Time. Look at this image. It's Jackard Damask Brigade. Oh, I came in by train and I had to get up so early. A Stitch in Time is a film that recognises that in Australia, local audiences for homegrown flicks are generally older. Older and often female. Hence the number of recent films aimed squarely at them. Films like Ruby's Choice, Never Too Late, Ladies in Black and now this one. I have been thinking of making dresses again and selling them at the markets. You should. You don't think that's a silly idea? Of course not. Don't know why you ever stopped in the first place. I fell in love. A Stitch in Time is written, directed, produced and edited by one Sasha Haddon. And he's clearly made a small budget go a very long way in a story of a former dressmaker called Lieber who wants to get back to work. She's been out of the scene for years, playing second fiddle, so to speak, to long-time partner Duncan. Young people want simple clothes these days. They're not interested in all that fancy stuff. How do you know? Duncan's a musician who's been waiting for that big break all his life. Imagine someone like Glenn Shorrock if he'd never struck it big with the Little River Band. Well, actually, you don't have to imagine too hard. Duncan's played by Glenn Shorrock in a rare acting role. Someday somebody's gonna see inside. You have to face up. You can't run and hide. Have you heard about the Lieber, on the other hand, is played by the hugely experienced Maggie Blinko. She's been a familiar face on Aussie film and TV since the 70s, though this is her first ever starring role. 
It's beautiful, Hamish. Wow. You're like a real couture dressmaker. I'm leaving you. Is all this drama really necessary? Lieber, I'll see you in a couple, couple of days. After years of being under Duncan's thumb, Lieber breaks away and is put up by her rich friends, Christine and Justin. Christine's delighted to have a live-in dressmaker, while Justin is driven crazy by Lieber's antique sewing machine. What is that? It's five o'clock in the morning. Did I wake you? It turns out that Lieber is astonishingly talented and that her classic frocks are just what today's youth are crying out for, apparently. But can she find a way to keep going before Duncan drags her back to servitude? Christine, think a sort of Australian patsy from Absolutely Fabulous, is determined that won't happen. Yes, I know exactly where she is. I'm not going to tell you, I'm afraid. Why are you interfering? Ta-da! <laughs> you look... Gorgeous. But hang on, more practical help is on its way. From the market where Lieber's set up her stall comes a Chinese-Australian fashion designer called, why not, Hamish. He expresses an interest in going into business with Lieber. Did you make them yourself, the patterns? Oh, yes, I have to. This is hard to find someone who can make a good pattern. Seriously impossible. In other words, A Stitch in Time is a series of feel-good movie elements with potential happy endings signalled from the start. Will Lieber make good against all the odds? Will she be assisted by an unlikely group of supporters? Will grumpy old Duncan come to his senses at the very last moment? Right. First thing we need, a bottle of champagne. Champagne's not actually mentioned in the manual, but it is strongly implied. Well, if you need me to answer any of these questions, you don't deserve to go and see a film called A Stitch in Time. It's all in the title, after all. But it's not just a well-crafted script for a specific audience. Journeyman director Sasha Hatton has also attracted an A-list crew to make sure A Stitch in Time looks and sounds several million bucks. It's okay, smiles and In the end, the casting of Glenn Shorrock pays off with a terrific rendition of a nice song, not that one, to see him off. Does it go viral at the end? Well, I couldn't possibly tell you. Meanwhile, Maggie Blinko has given more happy endings than anyone could possibly wish for. But one thing an audience for a film like A Stitch in Time is never going to complain about is too many happy endings. Oh, thank you. You are welcome. The opening of World War II story Farewell Mr. Haffman is familiar enough. It's 1941 in Paris, and the city is waiting in trepidation for the arrival of the German occupiers, particularly the city's Jewish population. We meet jeweller Joseph Haffman, who's packing off his family to the relative safety of the South. Dans quelques jours, toi et les enfants, vous partirez. Ensuite, je vous rejoindrai. En ce libre. 
Comment fermer la boutique Oui, mais c'est toi qui vas la racheter. Halfman's is a two-man operation. Owner Joseph is the head jeweller, played by veteran star Daniel O'Toole. His assistant is Francois, who feels his talents aren't appreciated, and is also resentful that his crooked leg has kept him out of the war. But his luck is about to change. Maman, je peux pas parce que j'ai pas du tout les moyens. Si, parce que c'est moi qui vais te donner l'argent. Et à la fin de la guerre, on fera l'échange inverse. Halfman. Merci. Joseph offers him a deal. Francois buys the shop for a pittance, while Joseph escapes to join his family. After the war, Joseph will return, and Francois can then sell the business back to him for the same price. Francois is delighted. At last, he can run the business his way. Though his wife Blanche feels guilty, they're profiting from the Hathmans' misfortune. Voilà, t'es chez toi. But suddenly, there's a snag. With German troops all over the city, Joseph couldn't get away and is forced to hide in the basement. Francois reassures him and comes up with a plan. Joseph stays inside making jewellery. In exchange, Francois will hide him, feed him, and also post letters to his family. Francois takes over the front-of-house side of things and builds up an unexpected new clientele. It seems German officers are very keen on jewellery as gifts for their new Parisian girlfriends. So now the roles of Joseph and Francois have swapped, but there are more twists and turns in the plot to come. Farewell, Mr. Halfman is based on a smart, award-winning French play, and it shows. At your place, I will pay attention. I recommend your work. Attention to what? With Clarisse, I understand what you are doing here. You better be with her. You pay how much? They are the same thing as you gave me before. It's been a while since I've seen Daniel O'Toole, and I'd forgotten how good he is in a role like this. Sympathetic, watchful, intense. And as Francois Gilles Lelouch plays a not-too-bright chancer, using the situation to get all the things he's ever wanted. Certainly, his new German army friends seem to have an endless supply of beautiful gemstones to work with these days. You will enfin travailler sur des pieds indignes de ce nom. Espèce de salopard! You will travailler sur des bijoux volés aux Juifs. Of course, Joseph has no doubt where all this valuable jewellery has come from. He recognises some of the pieces he made for Jewish clients. But when he protests, Francois threatens to turn him in. Caught between the two men is Francois's wife Blanche, played by Sarah Giraudot, star of the hit TV series The Bureau. Torn between loyalty to her husband and sympathy for the man he's exploiting, she represents the choices being made all over France at the time. Blanche finds herself turning to the kindly jeweller Joseph for support, but at the same time she blames him for all their troubles. Offering Francois the shop was a mistake, she says. He was so much happier when he had nothing. He just didn't realise it. Vous n'auriez jamais dû lui proposer cette boutique. Avant, on n'avait rien. Maintenant, il veut tout. 
Farewell, Mr. Huffman is an old-fashioned, well-made play turned into an engrossing film, despite the, let's face it, pretty familiar story. The secret is the casting, of course. Otay is always good, and Gilles Lelouch is a good match for him. He reminded me of a young Gérard Depardieu. But Sarah Giraudot is the heart and soul of the film. The ending, as she sees off not only Mr. Huffman, but also her husband, is stunning. Ce que je fais, c'est pour toi, tu comprends ça, c'est pour nous protéger, nous. Arrête de vous regarder comme ça Vous avez de la chance. Mais la chance, c'est comme la guerre. Ça ne dure pas. T'es fou. Mais on vit une période de fou. I wasn't quite sure where the movie Beast came from. Turns out it's American, though it could just as easily have come from Britain or even South Africa. The name stars are English action man Idris Elba, playing sort of American, and South African star Shalto Copley, playing himself, as usual. For added international flair, the director is Balthazar Kormakur from Iceland. They've got guns. You shouldn't be out here. What are you doing? I've got to get my girls out of here. I need you to trust me right now. Now, I have to tell you that Beast hasn't been greeted with universal approval, not even from the demographic it was aimed at, the not-particularly-choosy set. It has to be conceded that disbelief does have to be suspended throughout Beast, suspended from a great height from an ever-dwindling thread. But let's see how we go. Hey, look out the window. Welcome to my party, guys. Thank you so much for having us. This is my chance to reconnect with the girls. Idris plays Nate, an American doctor, recently widowed. To get over the death of his photographer wife, he's brought his two young daughters to her former African home, Mopone. They're being put up by old mate Martin, Charlotte Copley. Did mom shoot some of these? This little bump right here? That's you. I still miss her every day. Maybe Dad and the kids can patch up their differences with a trip around the African bush. Look, over there, a pride of lions nodding at them in a friendly fashion. OK, it's all right, you're OK. He's just letting you know that he's there. See, the way it works with lions is the females do the hunting, the males protect the pride. Well, protect them from what? Usually from other lions. Any lion from outside the family comes into their territory. But there are other creatures out there, creatures far less friendly, if you catch my drift. As Martin drives the family party home, he suddenly stops for a neighbour who's in a bad way. He's been attacked by something big and dangerous. What's that? There's something crossing up ahead. Keep the girls in the car. Stay in the car. Okay, just stay in the car. Diaboro. Okay, what's he saying? Diaboro means devil. With the warning of something diabolic ringing in their ears, they drive through a nearby village that seems to have had a similar problem. Everyone's been slaughtered by something, shall we say, lion-like. Well, lion expert Martin finds that hard to believe, frankly, taking the words out of our mouths. I've never seen anything like this. Multiple attacks without eating its prey. Lions don't do that. At least no lion I've ever seen. 
On the way home, Martin gets out to follow a track or spoor or whatever they call suspicious paw prints in the veldt. I know I tend to agree with the two girls, wondering what on earth he's thinking. Anyway, that leaves city slicker Nate and the girls waiting in a little truck for him to return. But wait, what's that rustling noise in the long grass? Go back to the girls. You guessed it, it's a fast-moving homicidal lion, driven mad, we're told, by hatred for the animal poachers who killed his family. And despite my sneering comments about how implausible it all is, there's nothing like a huge, angry lion hurtling at you at top speed to focus the mind. Breathe, slow down. It's clear they're going to need a bigger truck. Now, the fact is, just as the first Jaws movie stood and fell on how convincing the shark was, so Beast rests on how believable and scary the lion is. In some ways, making a lion scary again is more of a challenge than a shark, which has always been terrifying. We're in his territory now. It's the law of the jungle. It's the only law that matters. Over the years, we've become used to seeing the lovable side of the King of Beasts, courtesy of David Attenborough, not to mention the Lion King. Well, I can tell you that this lion is pretty damn scary, particularly when it comes at you without warning, or from behind you, or right in your face. I'm coming back. Don't move, okay? I may poo-poo the idea of a film like this, but it didn't stop me jumping at least three or four times before Beast was over. Is it stupid? Of course it is, though, as I say, the digital lion work is done very well, and I couldn't see the join. If it's Andy Serkis in there, he's certainly earned his pay. Otherwise, the girls were appealing, Idris put up a reasonable challenge to The Rock in this sort of film, and the hour and a half went by completely painlessly. I've seen worse, and recently, is what I'm saying. And that faint praise brings us to the end of this week's show. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.